Hi, everybody. I'm going to do the podcast here of uh, Safe Haven. It's called Children. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now, that is James chapter 1, verse 5. Now, you can read books, ask others for advice as you raise your children, but how can you be assured what you're doing is the best for them? Just as your children come to you with questions, take your questions to God, your Heavenly Father. No question is too big or too small for Him. You can't stump Him because He knows you and your children intimately. After all, He has created each one of you. God is the best resource you can find. You know, absolutely. You know, when um, my kids were small and they're, you know, when they're put in your arms when they're first born and they put them in your arm and you're like, okay, what do I do with this baby now? And they don't give us a booklet. They don't give us no directions of raising a child. None. We learn it by trial and error. We do good things. We do bad things. Um, we just, you know, we just don't know. We, we have to... It's like you're uh, you're touching the waters when you're first mom, you know. You just got to put your foot in and slowly put the other one in, and you just trust in God that he is going to lead you in the right direction to raise your child. That's why it's so important to have Jesus Christ in your life. If nobody has Jesus Christ, they have nothing. They have no foundation. They're not spiritually calm. Well, we're not all calm and all the times, but they are not. They just don't have that foundation of the Lord in their life. You know, with raising children in this day and age, it is crazy right now. We have a lot of fears and anxiety with this virus. We don't know what's going to happen next. Nobody does. The only one that knows is the Lord. So I just ask you, if you're not saved, ask him into your heart and ask him to come into your heart. Because I'm telling you, it gets better. Because I'm a recovered addict, and I know... It's gotten a lot better than when I was out there in the disease. So I have a I have a uh, prayer today for you. It's called Freedom from All of Eternity. And this is Psalms 103, verse 17 in the AMP. And you can look that up. But the, law, the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who really fear him. So, Father, I praise you with all my heart for knowing that I am yours and that it will be with you through all eternity. This helps me to keep my perspective more on the eternal and less on the day-to-day struggles. Thank you for saving me, for setting me free from my old self and the ways of this world. You are my life and love that I carry in my heart with great thanksgiving, praise and love to you. Amen. So just remember that, you know, There's another way, and then you could be in eternity. Either you're going to have a choice, heaven or hell. That's your choice. Do you want to burn every day in hell and never have anything let up? Or do you want to live in eternity with the Lord and and be up there and see a smiling face? Think about it. That's the most important thing. You are going to have to. It's like a scale. Either you want to go with the devil or you want to go with Jesus. Those are your choices. Because it's going to get crazy, y'all. That's all I can tell you. Well, that was my episode of Children. God bless. Keep your distance. Wash your hands and wear a mask. This shall pass. The Lord said that we don't get too much we can handle. 
We just got to wait for the outcome when everything's going to stop. Thank you so much. Bye. Hi, this is Debbie from um, Safe Haven Women's Group. Um, I wanted to tell you the other part of the, of the children. This is children are a gift from God and they are his reward. And that is Psalms 127, verse 3 in the TLB. Now, if you're a mother, you know how precious your children are to you. They are bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh. You would not hesitate to protect them with your life. Well, you should, for that is your job. Take a moment to remember that you are God's child created in his own image. He gave his very life to save you. Even now, he hovers over you protectively. Your children are God's gift to you, and you are God's gift to himself. Now, I wanted to share the other half of the children's thing. I remember... um, with my son, that he was in the disease, he had mental illness and drug addiction, and I would go to anywhere to pick that boy up. It didn't matter the worst neighborhood. It didn't matter whatever, wherever he was, I went there, and and I kept protecting him, and I kept saving him, and I kept, you know, taking care of him and his disease, and I realized after he passed that I was enabling him. I was, I was hindering him. I wasn't giving him a chance to fall you know, and hit his bottom like he should have. And, and uh, yes, he took his life. He took his life coming up on four years next month. And he, you know, his uh, livelihood, if I could have done it different, I would have, um, you know, I would have done it different. But, you know, with mothers, we always protect our children. It doesn't matter what they're walking through. We're there for them. Yes, we enable them sometimes. Yes, we try to cover them up and hold them under our wing. And, and you know, God does the same thing. He wants to protect us. He hovers over us on a daily basis, and he wants to protect us, you know, because we're God's children also. And, and that's all he wants. He wants what's right for us, you know. And uh, we have to remember that, that we are children is a gift from God and they are his reward. We are his children and we are his gift and we are his reward because he created us in his image. And I just wanted to share that little tidbit of uh, about protection because we'll do anything for our children. We'll take a bullet. I know all of us would, us mothers or fathers, because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to protect our children. And God protects us. So if you don't know the Lord, please ask him into your heart. And if you do, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, just follow follow whatever you're supposed to do. It's his grace, not ours. And I wanted to leave you with a real quick, real quick prayer before I let y'all go. And you can bow your head or you can um, just listen. And now this is um, this is going to be rest in his love. And this is Psalms 21, verse 7. Because the king trusts in the Lord, he will never stumble, never fall, for he depends upon the steadfast love of the God who is above all gods. And this is the prayer for y'all. It's, Father, I can't imagine living without your constant love. It's true, it's pure, it's healing, and it's always here for me, no matter what. Your love holds me up when I can't take another step on my own. It surrounds and protects me from temptation and harm. 
I need it for my very life. I want to rest in your steadfast, fast love today as if it's the most important thing in my world, because it is. In your name, I pray. Amen. And always be kind to one another and uh, keep doing what you're doing to protect yourself from the virus. Um, God bless. And I will do another podcast tomorrow. Bye-bye now. Hi, everybody. Um, This is Debbie from uh, Safe Haven. And um, today's topic is going to be comfort. And what it is, it's Isaiah chapter 30, verse 19 in this NCV, if you want to look it up. Comfort. The Lord will hear your crying, and he will comfort you. When he hears you, he will help you. Now, the Christian life is difficult and emotional. It was for Jesus' disciples also. Jesus knew his death would be the most emotional moment of their lives. So just before Jesus gave his life on the cross, he sat down with them, explained that he would be leaving, and promised that he would send another comforter, the Holy Spirit, and he has placed his comforter inside of you, and he hears every cry. Well, for me, for my testimony, I was facing 12 years of prison. And um, I remember sitting in my cell and looking out, no, standing in my cell, looking out the window, and all I saw was a cement room. But I remember asking God, and I was a brand new, brand new walking with God. And, and uh, I asked him, you know, to help me. How did I get into this situation? And, and I knew it was because of me, but I knew that I had to change I couldn't keep living like that, like I was, and hurting my my children and my family. So um, I reached out to him, and I was brand new, so I didn't know really. No, I just talked to him. And I remember going into um, court and facing my sentencing, and I remember standing there. They told you to stand, rise, and, and uh, I was with my lawyer and uh, the prosecutor was on the other side and the cops and all that and and the detective that arrested me and uh, I didn't know the outcome at all and uh, all of a sudden they said well three years probation and restitution and you have to do this this and this so I had to pick up um, garbage on the highways and wear an orange vest it was very humiliating um, but uh, the whole outcome, though, is that I wasn't going to prison for 12 years. And I remember um, when I was in the jail, and these women were very um, mean, and they were in and out of the system, so I was brand spanking new. And I remember this one lady was really, really scary. And on my tray, I had a banana, and she asked for the banana, and I didn't want no repercussion or nothing. So I gave her my banana the whole time I was staying. I stayed in that in that jail until my parents got me out, and I was out on uh, PR. You know, you're you know because I've never been in trouble, and I remember just the things that happened in my life when I started going in the right direction. Um, listening to God and, and, and living the best I could because um, I didn't want to live the stinking way I was. And I got into meetings again and started going to the meetings consistently and and uh, going to work and, and visiting the kids because I lost them. I lost them for 18 months. And that was the longest 18 months of my life to lose my children and go an hour a day and go see them. 
and then you'd stretch to two hours and then you, you they uh they would uh give you a a good uh if you did a good report you got to visit them a little longer and then and then on so forth and so on but i had to jump through a lot of hoops and that time in my life was a turning turning point for me yes i fell many times from grace <laughs> i wasn't perfect i was just who i was and and all i wanted to do was live the right way and and um so he does he does hear your cries cuz that is my testimony that that really did happen in my life and now I'm going to read a beautiful prayer today for y'all. It's uh, Rest in His Care. And this is 1 Peter chapter 5, 6-7. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that He may exhaust you in the proper time, casting all your cares on Him because He cares about you. And the prayer is, you may bow your heads or you may just listen. Father, I am so glad you aren't far off. God but are intimate and close and aware of all that weighs on my heart. I want to curl up in your mighty right hand and close my eyes in complete trust in your care. Help me carry this thought throughout my day and remember that you are in control and that you have the very best in store for me ahead. I trust in you. Amen. And remember, the ones out here that are listening to this podcast, if you don't have God in your heart, ask him in because let me tell you, the life I was living before I got before God pursued me and got me was terrible. I don't ever want to go back to that life again. It was terrible for myself, for my children, for anybody that was in my path. So I just wanted to share that. And before I, I um, go, I wanted to read this little uh, daily devotion to you. And it is, when God created mankind... It was a little like arranged marriage. God had hoped the first couple would want to enjoy intimate, sweet fellowship with him for all time. He never meant for Adam and Eve to be torn from the walks and talks and enjoyed with him in the cool of the evening. God intended to love them and watch over them for the first couple, Adam and Eve, opted to divorce. God threw their sinful choice, a prideful decision, which every person has made since then. The happily ever after news in the midst of this separation is that there can be Reconciliation through Christ, the bridegroom awaits your answer. Will you take his hand? God, I want to be reunited with you. Please be my lifelong companion. Amen. Be kind to one another. Wear your mask and wash your hands and keep your distance. God bless. And I will talk tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bye. Hello, everybody. Today is Tuesday and it's getting ready to storm. So I'll quickly do this podcast. It's called Commitment. Commit everything you do to the Lord. And that is Psalms 37, verse 5 in the TLB. Some women can't commit why others overcommit. Even when your intentions are good, you can bring down your whole house of cards by trying to juggle too many things family, social events, work, spiritual time. Soon you find yourself with no personal time, becoming more stressed by the moment. Ask God to help you balance your commitments in a way that is healthy for you. Then you will be free to meet your commitments head on and accomplish them with excellence. 
Well, for me, um, this was really good for me because I always take too much I can handle. Like I'm such a busy person. You think I wouldn't be being, you know, I'm not working anymore. And, but I am, I'm busy. I'm busy all the time. I'm doing the woman's group. I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing my video because I'm trying to reach out to so many ladies and so many, you know, that are, that are just down and out and don't have no one to listen to. And I just want to tell you something is that, um, you're going to be okay. We're just, we're just multitask. That's what we do. So we just have to remember that we need to just breathe, breathe when you're doing all this stuff, breathe, because sometimes if you do too much, all your whole house of cards is going to fall. Bottom line, you got to remember that you do have support. You have, you have God, you God just support you through whatever you're doing and, and just take time for you set aside some time for your quality time. You know, your family's going to be fine. They're not going to starve. Your uh, other commitments are going to still be there, but at least you can take some time for you and breathe. And that's what I recommend on that is to breathe. Always remember that uh, it will get better and it shall pass. You know, I mean, it always does. Commitment, we always do commitment. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to change it up for a minute for y'all. Because I want to read this with great love. And this is just a little devotion that I opened up. And it's 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8. We are ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. Now, overconfidence is one's opinion can sometimes make that person prideful, narrow-minded, and disrespectful of the beliefs of others. As possessors of biblical truth, Christians must avoid this attitude, spreading the gospel more than winning an argument, proving a point, or spouting biblical knowledge. Believers should be able to listen to the views, concerns, and questions of others without lashing out in anger or pride. Evangelism cannot be done without love and great respect. If there is no genuine care for the person, and a Christian's words lose their impact and worth in the gospel's best presented through a believer's attitude and lifestyle and random kindness to friends and strangers and enemies and having unearthly joy and peace and circumstances that would normally cause anxiety or frustration. Now, true evangelism is much more than repeating key verses, doctrines. It's sharing pieces of yourself, being open, being vulnerable, honest, so others feel free to do the same. It's extending grace, patience, where at least deserves, because we have received the same loving treatment from our Savior, and it's only then that a Christian is spreading the gospel in purest form. And, you know, I have a little example of that. I have a 14-year-old granddaughter, and we were talking about um, how the, the man, you know, is the head of the household in the Bible, and she argued with me, and I was like, okay, I'm going to step back. She's 14. And I'll let her voice her opinion. So she voiced her opinion. And I got to remember that she is just testing the waters on everything. So I did not want to get in a debate with my granddaughter. I just wanted to listen and hear what she had to say. Um, So with this, we just have to remember um, to share our testimony. Share your story. That is the truth. You don't have to get spirit. You don't have to get real biblical or scripture. Just share share your story. That's what it's about. 
whatever you walked through or whatever you're still walking through. Because we listen. We hear you and we listen. And just take someone to the side and say, hey, I need you to listen to me because this is how I'm feeling. And that's the most important thing is that you want to just voice yourself. You want someone to hear you. And always remember that Jesus hears you. Always. In your prayers, when you open the Bible and read the word, he hears you. He knows that we're broken. He knows that we're sinners. He knows that. But all we have to do is reach out to him. But share your testimony with someone that's, that, that will listen. So for the prayer today, it's August, of course, August 11th. Rest from injust, injustice. He is a shield of those who live with integrity so that he may guard the paths of justice. And that's Proverbs 2, chapter 2, 7 through 8. And this, if you guys want to just bow your head or just listen, that's cool. Father, all around I see so many injustice. Life here on earth truly isn't fair for all seeing wicked people prosper, innocent lives suffer, and the proud to be praised. I confess it's taxing on my soul. I remember, though, that you are just God and that you promise to balance scales of injustice and your time and your way. Help me to rest from my inner drive to take matters into my own hands but instead focus on your lead and the trust that you're in control. Amen. And always remember that, that he is in control. And yes, this world is very unfair, but we know that he's got it. He's got it. You just got to remember that he's got this. God bless. Keep your distance, wear your mask and uh, wash your hands and be kind to one another. Take care. Hi, this is um, Safe Haven's Women's Group, and how is everybody this evening? We got a thunderstorm going on here in Alabama, <clears throat> but I wanted to talk about suicide because uh, it's coming up this coming month, the suicide awareness, and um, you know, everybody asks you, uh, you know, how do you get through it? And it's not like sun rays and lollipops, you know, you just... You just take one step at a time um, when you lose a loved one to that terrible, terrible thing that happens. And uh, I remember when uh, we were searching for my son that all I wanted was closure one way or the other. And uh, they ask you, does it ever get better? You know, and, and how can you say that or tell, how can you explain that to someone about losing a loved one to a suicide to where they took their life? And uh, I was just sitting here pondering that uh, it's just a terrible thing to happen. And if anybody's lost a loved one out there, my heart goes out to you or a mother or a father, you know, that lost your child. It's just very painful, and the only thing that keeps me going each day is holding on to the Lord, the Lord holding my hand. And if you don't have Him, ask Him into your heart, because that's the only way that you're going to get to heaven and have eternal life. 
and then you'd be living in paradise. There won't be no sickness. There won't be no suicide, no death, no sorrow, and no pain. And I always think about like, wow, one day I'm going to meet Jesus and see my son again, and he'll be whole. He won't be broken. So that's just something to think about that you, um, you know, walking through this, if you just, you know, get on your knees and ask for Jesus to come into your heart. Because either you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And I chose to go to heaven because I don't want to be in hell and burn every day and not be able to, you know, die. So that's something to think about. So suicide, if you're, if you're thinking about taking your life, think about the ones that are left behind that hurt each day. That's just something to think about. And if you need help, reach out. Reach out and call someone. Call the Suicide Awareness Hotline because they're there and they'll talk you through it. Well, I just wanted to share this. I was just pondering this this evening. And I just wanted to say, y'all, God bless and just uh, take care of yourselves through this virus. Do everything they tell you. Follow the rules. Take take care of everybody how's everybody doing today this is safe haven and what i wanted to share was psalm 30 verse 5 in the niv rejoicing comes in the morning now victory over pain and sorrow doesn't mean ignoring it god doesn't expect people to stub their toe on the coffee table and merely come up smiling Unfortunately, pain is part of life, and the only healthy and realistic way to deal with pain and suffering is to first acknowledge them. Lean into them if need be, but never walk away and say they mean nothing. Being alive is tricky and tough in a thousand different ways, and the pain is real as a throbbing red toe attached to the foot that smacked the table leg in the middle of the night. Where can one go once pain has been experienced? Well, that's where God comes in. He doesn't leave you. His children high and dry. He made promises that he will lead us, his precious ones, to green pastures and waters. So still one can hear the very very voice of God. There in that place, just you and God, he will give you rest from the weary world. Ask him and he will draw near. Dawn breaks through the dark gloom of night, and peace can be regained, and then rejoicing is not far behind. Now on that, that part, um, when we're walking through sorrow and pain, it always hits us hard. And I know from experience that by morning time, it's a new dawn and it's a new day. And as long as you put your hope and your faith in the Lord... He will tell you, he'll wipe away your tears and he will hold you through your pain. And then when you walk through that fire, you'll get through the other side. 
You might be burned a little bit, but you will get to the other side because God is in control. And the one thing you have to remember is to have faith. Faith is the biggest thing. And I understand a lot of you are skeptical about faith because I was. But you know, I have to believe that it's there. And you know, when I was out in the disease, I I didn't have any of that. And I just kept, you know, functioning and and, uh, using and and not being a good mom and the behavior I did. And and when God got a hold of me, because he always was with me, I just didn't know it. He showed me a whole different thing that I could never, ever think I could have. And that was love, unconditional love. And he loves me through everything, my, my flaws, my faults. Because he created us. He created me. He created you. And all he wants from you is love. And he wants you to love yourself and love others. And do the best you can. Because we're all sinners. None of us walk on water. We never will. We won't be Christ-like till we get to heaven. So he's just asking us, just change our ways and go his will, not ours. It's his will in everything. He created the earth. He created everything here. You wouldn't have your home. You wouldn't have your money. You wouldn't have your employment. You wouldn't have your health. You wouldn't have family. Because God created us. And we wouldn't have any of that unless the Lord. And the Lord made us. And you got to remember that and not be selfish. So if you don't know the Lord, I'll tell you right now, I was the same way. Get on your knees and ask him to come into your heart. And please repent for your sins. And he will give you a whole clean slate. Doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up, because we always do. But you'll have him in your heart, and you'll be written in the book. And you'll be able to go to paradise and have eternal life. Those are your choices. Either you can go burn in hell, or you can live in paradise in heaven. So I'm going to do the prayer right now, and then uh, I'll let you guys go. If anybody needs prayer, you can always, I, I think you can type on here. And just let me know what you need prayer for. Um, I'm always praying. That's very, very important. Prayer is the thing, the key thing that we all need in this day and age. So I'm going to read Rest and Surrender Life. And this is a good one for you guys out there that are just learning about God. It's Philippians 1, verse 21. For me to live in Christ and to die is gain. And this is a prayer so you can meditate or get on your knees and listen to the prayer. Lord, I give my heart to you. Please take it and mend it broken and bruised pieces. Please smooth the jagged edges. I want my life to be in your hands. I surrender to your call. You are love and I am great need. You are life and I can't do mine on my own. So please take me and grow me and mold me and use me. My life isn't life without you. Your breath beating in my heart. I am yours and I rest within the peace I have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So you just listen to that prayer. 
And like I said, if you don't have the good Lord in your life, get on your knees and repent and ask him into your heart. It's a gift. The one that paid the price was him. He paid the price on the cross for us. He took all our pain and sorrow and was crucified for us. That's all I'm going to say. I just want you all to be kind to one another, take care of each other, and just take care of yourself through this virus and help someone out there. Reach to another person. God bless. Everybody, this is Debbie from Safe Haven Women's Group. How's everybody today? Hope y'all are doing well. Um, I am going to open it with a real short prayer so we can open our minds and our hearts and listen to God's word. Lord, please open our minds and our hearts. Set us everything aside and just so we can hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the one I'm reading is The World is Notorious, and this is Philippians 4 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now, this is a little story. The world is notorious for getting things backward. It's called good and evil, darkness and light. So it is with strength and weaknesses. Little children are told not to cry, when they, but they do grow up and become strong. The world believes that to be human is to be godlike, autonomous, the master of one's destiny. But in reality, those beliefs are falsehoods. They have the shadows of darkness that surrounds them because they are whispers emanating from the father of lies. So with the help of the world, children grow up to be seemly self-sufficient, but in reality, they are frail in body, mind, and spirit. Now God alone gives us strength each day and every hour, literally every breath we take. Through Christ, literally Through Christ, people have the capacity to do things to be noble and rise above all the unholy on earth. What a paradox we live in. That when we are humbled and weak in ourselves, we are the most powerful in God. And so we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength with him. Nothing is impossible. You know, um, it's very true. I was pondering today uh, over the last couple of days. I just had a birthday and everything, and I was pondering about what, how I was like before I even um, got pursued and, and God. I found the Lord, and I remember being an addict and, and just being in that evilness and walking down that terrible path and having a black heart that um, it was just incredible that I you know, um, could be saved, you know, and it just blew me away because how can I be saved? The terrible things I did to people and, and, and people I loved and, and my children and just the, the, the decisions that I made that were unhealthy and, and the way my life was just, just floundering, you know, like a fish in the, in the water, just floundering and trying to get my head above water. And, and, and the only way that I could shut out all that insecurity and all those feelings was to just to put that substance in my body and then everything was okay for a short time. I mean, it was short-lived, of course, 
But besides all that, now that I'm walking with Christ on a daily basis, my life is better. I mean, I'm a good role model for my children and my, my grandkids and my friends. And I have more than I could ever ask for. I have blessings, absolutely. But I'm still not perfect. I don't walk on water. And I still fall from grace, just to let you know that. Because if, if, if you're asking for grace from the Lord, yes, ask him into your heart. Ask him to cleanse you so you can, it's like a suitcase. You just throw that suitcase away and then you're in a new set of clothes. And But you got to understand that you're going to fall from grace so many times that this is not a perfect world. Nothing will be perfect until we're in heaven with Jesus nothing. And so for the prayer today, it's September 16th, is victory over judgment. And, and, you know, we always judge people. And this is a real good prayer because um, you got to remember something that judgment day isn't until when the Lord comes back. And that's another story, of course, I don't want to confuse you all when you listen to this. But um that's when we get judged, when we're standing in front of the Lord. That's our judgment. And you cannot do good deeds on earth and not, and not go to heaven. You have to ask him into your heart and ask him to come into your heart. And ask him to remove all your, all your sins from that time. And then whatever you send after that, you're forgiven, of course. But it doesn't mean you keep doing it over and over again. Because you have to repent. I have to repent every day. Every day for my sins. So I'm going to do victory over judgment. This is a prayer. And I hope you guys will get on your knees or put your head down or just meditate on this. Anyone who hears my word and puts his trust in him who sent me has life that lasts forever. He will not be guilty. He has already passed from death into life. Father, when I read this verse, my mind goes back to my life before I knew you. The guilt, the shame, the lack of hope, but you saved me. Now I have the hope of eternal life with you. My guilt is gone, and I am filled with life and love beyond what I could knew could be possible. You are so very good, and I thank you from my heart for saving me. All praise and glory to you. And if anybody's in the path of Sally right now, just hunker down. It shall pass. Um, I think we're just going to get a lot of rain here in Bama. Um, A lot of the damage was out there by the beaches, by the coast. So be kind to one another. Take care of your families. And God bless. everybody. This is Debbie from uh, Safe Haven Women's Group. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody was safe in the storm. I send my prayers to all the ones out there that are dealing with the flooding and rebuilding. Um, You know, God, this shall pass and God will rebuild with you. You just got to remember that you're okay. You're all right. You still got your life and we can always replace things. So today I'm going to do when it's all about you. Now, 
This is Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride is a bottomless lake of arrogance, and the streams and the rivers that feed it come from just about everywhere. The world would love for people to believe that being front and center in life, always better than working quietly behind the scenes. Then the heroes, role models in this world are stars of stage and screen of sports. Now, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, most of the shadows of life are caused by standing in our own sunshine. Great quote, right? But when people are busy shining and whirling through their life, they rarely see the shadows that make, make or the lives that could have been changed if they had spent a little less time pursuing the limelight and a little more time making themselves available to God. There is power in life, well lived according to God's plan. Not the kind of power of celebrityhood, but the kind that leads us to redemption and love. The kind that would change the world one soul at a time. Now that's very true, you know. Um, doing this woman's group for me, it brings me out of self, but if I can, if I can help one individual with God's glory, that makes my day, one soul at a time. And you know, God is there, much more to life. God, there is much more life than bringing glory to myself. Help me to shift my, shift my focus to you and others. And that's what it's about, you know, is you don't have to be selfish. You can be selfless and help another human being. And whatever they're walking through, you're there. You know, it's God's glory. Again, I say, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the sunshine. I'm just there to carry the message. And if you do not know Jesus Christ, and if you want to know Jesus Christ, it's a gift from him. All you do is get on your knees and tell God, I am a sinner. Please save me. And you will just, God will cleanse you and you will be from that time on, you're cleansed from the sins that you did. It doesn't mean you keep doing those sins. It just means that you have a clean slate. Just like a new set of clothes. Brand new, brand new, reborn. And all he's asking for is have a relationship with him. He's not asking a religion. He's asking a relationship. Someone that you can come to and talk to. Share your burdens and your praises. And always remember to say thank you for your blessings. And always remember to tell him you are sorry for what you did that day and repent. That's all he's asking. He is our father. He is the one that created us. Always remember that. You would not be here in this world without them, without him. He created all this. So always remember that. And it's from your heart. And, and, and when, you, when you ask God to come into your heart, you're there. You are saved by the blood of Christ. Always remember that. It's a, and you will go to the kingdom of eternal life. Now I'm reading this one. This is Victorious Living in Grace. And this is my prayer for you today. And this is John, 1 John 16 through 17. And this makes sense when you do this prayer. And if you want to meditate or get on your knees, that is fine. I'm going to read this prayer to y'all. And then I'll let you guys go back to what you're doing. Um, 
We have all received grace upon grace from his fullness, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus, your grace is, grace is one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given. It's also one of the hardest to grasp. It gives me all that I need instead of all that I deserve. It heals my heart with the fullness of your love. It catches and softens my stumbles and doesn't keep track of my wrongs. Lord, thank you for your indescribable grace. Help me extend to others with the same love and passion you display in my life every day with thanksgiving in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. And always remember that he gives us grace. And every day I thank him for another day of getting my feet on the ground and breathing. Another day of life. Because let me tell you guys, it can go away in a, in a blink of an eye. Because I know. I've been there. I know. And so I leave you with this. Be kind with them, to each other. Um, sorry about the storm. I hope the ones out there are okay. I send my prayers to y'all that you're safe and that I send my love. Thank you so much. God bless. everybody this is Debbie from Safe Haven Women's Group how's everybody today I hope y'all doing wonderful and hanging in there I am going to do standing in a shadow and this is Proverbs 14 30 tranquil heart gives life to the flesh but envy makes the bones rot now you know everyone knows that women perfect hair beautiful singing voice brains for business immaculate homemaker life of the party and of course she extends compassion to those who need it it's almost sickening when other women encounter her and they might feel as though they're standing in a miss shadow i know i would i mean that ugly head of jealousy rears up but then i gotta realize that we all have a purpose here on earth so we have to remember to be nice to others. Um, so next to her, your light feels dimmer, their achievements smaller, and your appearance inferior, and your personality drier. Now, women compare themselves to a star that seems to shine brighter. Being who they are no longer seems special or significant. Why try to accomplish anything if someone else can do it better? But you guys, God created each person with unique gifts and, spe- and spectacular pur- purpose. He's given his children the tools they need to order to bring glory to him. Our faithfulness is is not measured by what we are given, but what she does with what she is given. It's what we use, you guys. When we have envy in our hearts against others who think more capable and gifted, we're overlooking, wasting the blessing God has given us. You know, he gives us these gifts and, and... We're supposed to use them and help other people. It's not about what kind of car you drive or um, what big, how big your house is or your clothes or anything like that. It is just the gifts that he gives us. And so you have to realize to use those gifts and just help other people. Reach out. Doesn't matter what it is. Give them a meal. Um when they're down, any of that. It's all about taking care of a person that's down and out. 
that is that is what it's about you know and uh I thought that was a good one today for us ladies because we always have envy you know and we always say the other person is better but you know what if you use your gift you use your gift and um help another person by by even going there and and lending an ear you know for a purpose you know lending an ear and let them just vent or let them just share what they're walking through that's what it's about it's about being there for them so that's i just wanted to share that today and then uh I wanted to do a prayer so you all can get back to what you're doing. If you want to bow your heads or meditate, that is fine. Lord Jesus, please watch over each and every one of these ladies out there, Lord, whatever trial they are walking through. I ask you to just put your healing hands on them. And if anybody needs prayer, Lord, I am here. Just got to let me know. And the world is so upside down right now, Lord. So we ask you to put your hand on each and every one of these ladies, Lord. And please take care of them through this virus and these tying times. And with the Sally hurricane that just happened, if the ones out there are dealing with that right now, there is hope. There is hope. It will get better. Just remember that. We can rebuild. You can't rebuild if you lost your life. So... Take care of yourself, Lord. Take care of them, Lord. And put your guiding hand on them and their and your light. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Take care of yourself, ladies. Be kind to one another. And like I said, if you need prayer, you can, you can text me on this and I will get that prayer out. Absolutely. So God bless. And uh, and I will be doing another podcast probably uh, Monday. Unless something hits me and I do it earlier. Take care and God bless. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. This is Safe Haven Woman's Group. How is everybody today? Hope you all doing well. Today is Friday. It is the 25th of of September. So the one I'm going to do is Idol Factories. Now that is 1 John 5.21. Now Idol Factories is, Dear children, keep yourself from idols. Now humans were created to worship according to John Calvin. The human heart is a factory of idols, spanning from ancient history to present, present day. Mankind has constantly manufactured false identities, and their desperation to fill the God-given desire to refer, pay homage to something, hoping that the object of their blind devotion will dole out a shred of happiness or security. Well, guys, however, the refuge that you seek in the arms of these unfailing, unforgiving gods is non-existent, despite the faithful, costly sacrifices at the feet of these idols. Now, you know, you whatever you... Post you, you place on a, upon a pedestal, money, romantic relationship, success, or just your own comfort. It will never satisfy your needs, guys. It can only be satisfied by the Creator. If His children place their trust 
entirely upon him, okay, then he would, he would sustain all of us. And, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, you think about um, astrology. That's kind of like an idol. I used to worship astrology. I used to do it all the time faithfully, hoping that my, my, my path would change to the better. I didn't know there was a God that loved me unconditionally. I did not know there was a father bigger than anything that could love me, you know? And uh, so when I got saved and started following Jesus and and having a relationship with him, things changed for me to the better. I mean, I wasn't still <laughs> ravishing and ha- happiness and all that. That took a while, but... What I do realize that if we place our trust entirely upon Him, then we will grasp the insufficiency of all the other sources that have sustained us, you know, and protected us. Because God will remain exalted. He will be with us continually. He is a supreme human. His heart, our heart is to worship and adore God. And when we worship him alone, we're carrying out our greatest purpose, the one filled with love and joy. It's not like um, gold, money, lust, men, um, all that stuff that we worship. He doesn't want that here on earth. He wants us to love him because he is the one. He is the one that will get us to heaven. He's the one that we open our heart to. And if you do not know Jesus Christ, you better get on the bandwagon because when judgment happens, you're going to have heaven or hell. And I guess what? I do not want to burn in hell because you do never, you never die. And I do not want that. I want to be able to be up in the paradise and be with my loved ones that went before me. Absolutely. No hell for me. Because I was already in hell when I was in my drug addiction. And I didn't have a heart. I had a black hole in my heart. I didn't care about nothing but getting my fix. So you know what? Today, I enjoy loving Jesus. I enjoy having a relationship with him. I enjoy being a better person than what I was. I enjoy having a healthy, basically healthy relationship with all my family. I, you know, I would never trade that for the world. I am the coolest grandma I am blessed with 12 beautiful grandkids, and they're all thriving. And I got four beautiful daughters, and they're thriving, and my son that's in heaven. So you know what? It is all good. And I'm not trying to give myself kudos or pat myself on the back. I'm just saying that you could have this too if you do not have Jesus Christ. You could have happiness again. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Because we all sin. We're sinners. But I do know one thing. It's better than the alternative. And I don't want that. So that is what was today. I hope you all um, be kind to one another. Take care of each other. Prayers for all the ones for Sally and the fires and this virus. Take care. God bless. This is Debbie from uh, Safe Haven Women's Group.
I hope everybody's doing very well. It's a beautiful day here in my my town of uh, Wetumpka, Alabama. Um, The one I'm going to do is Psalm 139, and this is called Rest Easy. Even in the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as a light to you. Now, for 18 years, my routine has been the same. Each night you make sure each child is in is asleep before turning out the lights and locking the doors. Now I can rest easy only when I know my family is safe. Now the day will come when my oldest child will leave home. Perhaps she'll go to college, perhaps she'll get married, or perhaps she'll go in the military, or just she lived just across town from me. But as much as I'm prepared for the day, those first nights are the most difficult. Now when I lock the doors and turn out the lights, I no longer have the security of knowing where my kids are and being well rested, unless I trust in God. So for me, it's about letting go. Um, I remember when um, when uh, my Chrissy left here, uh, left uh, our town and moved away and and I was heartbroken and I remember the day I remember it they got a flat tire before they left my Angie came and got her and they drove back to where Angie lived and uh, I believe it was the best decision she ever made for herself because today she's finishing her nursing she's married she's got a wonderful husband my granddaughter is thriving she's a teenager and she's got a new baby that's three now. And, and I believe if she would have stayed here, none of that would have materialized for her. But even though when my children leave the nest, I remember when Bubba, I said goodbye to my son. It was in uh, um, Montana. I was living in Montana. I took him out to breakfast and he was moving to Wisconsin. And I kissed him and hugged him and told him I loved him to be careful. That was the last time I physically hugged my son. He is gone now. He's passed away. But you just don't know the outcome of your children. All you can do is pray for them and let go and give it to God. And and I had to do that. And, and you know, it's funny. Even today, I check the doors, make sure everything's locked up to make sure we're safe in our home. But now the kids are in their own homes And I bet you they do the same thing. I wouldn't doubt it. But it's called letting go. And that's what you have to do. You have to let go. That's the most important thing when your children leave the nest. And I got a little scripture here, 2 Corinthians. And it's God of all comfort. Blessed be God, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Now this is, you comfort me, Father, when my heart aches. When everything in, the, in life seems to be going wrong, when the world is full of violence and disaster, when loss is everywhere I look, when hope is dying inside me, you comfort never, your comfort never fails. Thank you for offering me that constant care in my life. Help me to always extend comfort, care, and compassion to others as well, ultimately leading them to you. And uh, I wanted to share a little story um, you talk about God putting you in places, and I'll be real quick because uh, this isn't a very long podcast, but um, I comfort a woman. Um, 
yesterday. No, the day before. Sorry about that. And um, she was very sad. Her husband passed away from COVID, and and we shared and talked in the in the woman's area, the woman's uh, section of the store. And at the end of our conversation, I asked her if I could pray for her, and I prayed for her. I prayed for her for healing of her heart. I prayed for her for comfort. And I asked God to watch over her because her best friend is in heaven now. And she felt very, very lost. But I know that God is going to get her through this. He always does. Because he never leaves you and never forsakes you. I'm sitting here knowing that because when my son passed away and he was missing in the water, I never gave up faith. I held on to something. Because I knew the outcome, whatever it was going to be, God was going to pull me through it. Always remember that, that he's there for you. And if no one does not know the Lord, ask him into your heart. Ask him. He loves you so much. Unconditionally. He doesn't care about where you come from, what color you are, what your lifestyle is. He don't care. He just wants you to come to him and love him and love others. So if you don't know God, you better start praying because this life is upside down and we don't have a lot going on right now. So my prayer is for today for you is that God, please watch over each and every one of us. If we're going through trouble, Lord, heal our heart. If we have an addiction, help me. Just remember, Lord, that we are here for you, and God will take care of us. And Lord, thank you so much for our blessings, and please forgive me for my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Be kind to one another, take care of each other. Pray for the ones out there that are hurting. Pray for the ones that have the virus, cleaning up after the hurricanes and the fires. And the ones that are struggling without employment. And the ones who are wondering where the food's going to come from. Pray for them. Because prayer always helps. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Hi everybody, this is Debbie from uh, Safe Haven Women's Group. I hope everybody's doing very well. It's a beautiful uh, fall day here where I'm from. I hope you guys have nice weather also. Um, the one that uh, jumped out at me, it's about humility. It's called Dirty Business. And um, it's John 13, 14 through 15. And if you want to read it in the Bible, it's in the NIV. Now, if you remember in biblical times that it was very, um, very dusty and dirty, you know, everybody wore sandals. So this will this will pertain to the story. Now that I, your Lord and the teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Now, life is a dirty business. In the Bible, in the biblical times, it was even dirtier because people were more exposed to the elements. They didn't have paved roads and folks walked a lot in sandals. So washing one another's feet was a common necessity, even though during doing it so 
it no longer was necessary, there's still plenty of significance in the passage regarding a humbleness of attitude. Yet the concept of humility, almost foreign word today, makes people squirm. Now, because humility connotes a life of submissive kind of heartaches, heartness, and intimate connection with the deeds of humanity, and dying to oneself. Now, doesn't that sound like a go-getter advice from a life coach, a plan to get ahead in business, or a way to climb the proverbable ladder of success? How in the world could anyone put on airs to be cool when kneeling down and washing another person's feet and the grime off of them? Especially if the person has grubby, callous heels and a prideful expression. Perhaps that was Jesus' point exactly. Humility is the road less traveled and yet is the dusty road Christ has asked us to walk. Yes, humility is a dirty business, but a holy one. Now you think about it, humility, wow, how many of us have been so humble that we sat down and we thought about it and thought about it, what we did, and we're like, wow, humility, been there, done that, and you know what, I didn't wash another person's feet, but at least I walked away with, with, uh, with uh, pride because I did what I had to do. You know, we talk about um, when we have to get humble. We don't have that in this world now. Very, 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 very few. There's some of us out there that are still humble, but a lot of us that aren't. But always remember, the first one to cast the stone, that's the most important thing, is the last one to cast the stone. We don't do that that much anymore like biblical times. But out here in the world, it's crazy. So one day, if you have to be humble, take it. Doesn't mean you're washing their feet physically. It's just saying the biblical times, you're being humble and humiliated, you're washing their feet. Take care of each other. And um, if you don't know Jesus... You better get on the horn. It's either heaven or hell. And if you want to know Jesus, all you do is open up your heart and ask him to come in. It's a gift from him for free. It's up to you if you want to grab it and take that gift. But I'll tell you one thing. Since I've been saved, <clears throat> my life has changed tremendously. I have healthy relationships today. I don't have to worry about being addicted to those drugs. Satan does not have me, and I can wake up in the morning and be kind to one another. Now that's a cool thing. Well, God bless. Take care of yourselves, and I will do another podcast tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Debbie from uh, the Woman's Safe Haven group. And I want to talk about eternal life. Now, it's going to be a serious one because a lot of people don't want to hear this. But praise for the eternal life. And this is 1 John 5, 11 through 12. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. The one who has the Son has life. 
Now, you know, God gives us a gift so freely that we can have a relationship with him. All you have to do is ask him in to your heart. There's no in ands about it. He wants you to be part of his family. And you will have eternal life. Eternal life. You will die here on earth, of course. But you will have eternal life in heaven. You will walk up there in paradise. You won't have sickness. You won't have death. You won't have evil. You won't have the terrible thing, terrible things that happen here. You will have eternal life. You'll have love, joy, compassion. That's what's important. That is what it's about for eternal life. That our Jesus, that Jesus put his, put God put his only son out there, and his son was raised from the dead after three days, but he had to sacrifice him on the cross. He was spit upon, he was beat, he was stabbed in the side. He had to wear thorns that bled down his forehead. He hung, they nailed nails through his hands and his feet. And he hung on that cross until his body gave up. But he knew when he hung on that cross and he knew when he got sacrificed that he was doing it for the people to take all our sins. And it's very, very sad that so many people don't understand that today, that he sacrificed everything for us. So I have a, I have a real quick one. It's Luke 20, 36. Children of resurrection, neither can they die anymore, for they are the children of God being the children of resurrection. Because I am your child, I don't need to be afraid of death. You yourself conquered death and the grave on Easter morning, and you promised me your grace would save me from eternal death as well. How amazing and wonderful and humbling. I am so glad, Lord, for the promise of your resurrection and the assurance of eternity with you in heaven. Help me to be bold in sharing this wonderful hope with people who have no hope. And that's why I'm sharing this, because there's so many out there that do not have hope. So if you do not know Jesus Christ, either you're going to have heaven or hell. Those are the choices you have. Do you want to die every day in hell? Or do you want to live internally with peace and serenity? Those are your choices. And now I'm going to close with the prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that I can know him personally, that I can receive his gift of life, not only here on earth, but for forever. Thank you that life doesn't end here, but will go on for eternity in your very presence. This fills my heart with hope and strength to live here today. To the fullest, I am able planting seeds of hope and others so that they will come to know you too. In Jesus' wonderful, great name, and we all say amen. Be kind to one another, respect one another, and I will do another podcast tomorrow. God bless. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. I haven't been on in a while. <clears throat>
I've been sick. This is uh, Safe Haven. And the one I wanted to tell you about was Ephesians, 2 Ephesians 10, a half-life. Now, God created us, created us anew in Jesus Christ so we can do the th good things he planned for us long ago. Christianity is not not just a list of don'ts, nor is it merely a charge for the devouted grit their teeth, abstaining from all activities they are secretly drawn to. Nor is it to be used as means to make the believer feel self-righteous because she doesn't participate in the deeds of secular society. Well, for me, oh, excuse me, Christianity is meant to be a torch, bringing hope and light to people who are desperate to have a purpose greater than that of a fulfilling of their own desires. A Christian's goal is to seek out those needing love, assistance, and prayer. She is to see beyond the painted-on smile of a neighbor or a co-worker, to not shy away from the grief or the troubles of others, but try to uplift them and bring them closer to Christ. Judging the value of a life on the basis of all the things that it hasn't done bespeaks a hollow, fruitless existence. If a Christian's sole purpose was to refrain from sinning, she would love a strange half-life, sequestered away from society and temptations. But how can we, one, possibly resist all sinful impulses and also be a humble servant to all humanity? These feats are only attainable through Christ's provision and grace. Only by clinging to him can we accomplish the impossible. Well, for me, this one really searched my heart a little bit because we're all sinners. We're all broken. There's not one of us that walks on water out there. But I know for me is that helping another is a good thing. Going out there and sharing a message or carrying or sharing your testimony. There's so many of us, addicts, displaced people, mental illness. I could go on and on so much out there that's broken. And all you have to do is reach out and help another person. No one's asking you to bring the Bible into this situation. They're just asking you to pray for them and, and just restore their, their hope so they can feel that there is something worth clinging to. I remember when I was in the program and I walked in the doors the first time and I was shaken, shaken. I was shaking in my chair. I was detoxing. We didn't go to hospitals and detox then. We just detoxed. Um, at home, you know, and, and I knew I was having withdrawals from my drug of choice and, and, uh, I just held on, I held on to the handle of the chair and I didn't have God in my life at that time. So I just held on to the hope that I was going to get through another day <clears throat> clean. So for me, when I got, uh, saved by Jesus, in my 40s, it woke me up. It made me feel anew. It made me feel like there was a purpose for me, that someone loved me unconditionally for all the stuff I did, all the terrible wrongs I did, and he still loved me. Because <clears throat> in my, my addiction, I hurt a lot of people. I was a terrible person. I didn't take care of my children right. All I cared about was taking care of my needs, getting that next eye. And, you know, today it's like 
You see so many people broken and trying and striving. You've got to give them prayer and give them credit that they're trying. And that's all I'm sharing. I'm just sharing, go out there and care for another person. Pray for them. And if you don't know God, you better hold on and get that relationship together. Because I know for me, for fact, if I didn't have that lifeline to talk to and share all my all my hurts and my lows and my highs, I don't think I would be here today. I tried to take my life twice, twice. One was with drugs, with pills, and it didn't work. And the other one, I was, I was going to work, and I was working at the Crow's Nest and Pier 39, and I walked down there, and this is after I gave my children up to my brother, and I was feeling very, very low. And I went to the, the railings of the bridge, and I took my shoes off. It was the railings of the pier, I remember that. Took my shoes off, laid my purse down, went over the railing, I was ready to jump in that cold, dark water and just end it. And do you know someone spoke to me today? I know that was God. It had to be. And I knew that I had to get back over that railing, put my shoes on, grab my purse, and go into work and keep doing what I'm doing. Even though I was an addict and I was still using, God spoke to me. Now that's phenomenal to me. Because he loves all of us, regardless where we come from, what color we are. It does not matter because we all bleed red. And that's the most important. Right now, this world is divided right now. This election, he doesn't take sides. There's Christian and, and, and Christian on both sides. So it's your decision which you pick. No one's talking down your throat. It's what your beliefs are. Always remember that. You have a choice. Well, God bless. Take care of yourselves. And please, if you want to know God, just get on your knees and ask for him to come into your heart. It's that easy. No one's asking you to go to church. No one's asking you to be a Bible person, a Bible thumper. He's just asking you to open up your heart to him. Everything will come in time. God bless. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.